The parking lot adjacent to Petco Park will soon become the site of a new development. The San Diego Padres have won a bid to redevelop Tailgate Park. The plan calls for 1.35 million square feet of office space, more than 600 apartments, retail, and open space. The change is yet another big development plan for East Village, and downtown San Diego as well, but it still raises the question, to what extent does the pandemic change plans to develop the city? For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Jen Van Grove, you cover growth and development for Union-Tribune, and this is a big development story. When you explain this bid, uh, what do the Padres plan to build here? Yeah, so I think it's important to back up a little bit. So Tailgate Park is, right now it's a surface parking lot right near the stadium. The Padres have a long-term lease in place for this parking lot because it does provide um, some game day parking spaces, a thousand to be exact. Um, However, the city owns this piece of property and it's owned it since the creation of the ballpark district. And actually the entity within the city that's owned it has, has changed from the redevelopment agency, which is no longer in existence, to the city of San Diego. And because of this, because of the dissolution of redevelopment agencies, this piece of property, the city has to offload it according to the state of California. And so in December, um, the city put out a request for qualifications and then they narrowed that down and then they did a request for a proposal. And then we had two people bidding and we always knew the Padres were gonna express interest in the site, but Brookfield Properties, big home developer, a lot of people have heard of, they also submitted a proposal. But what we have is a 5.25 acre site um, that is going to, in theory, if this project comes to fruition, which you know it's certainly on that roadmap, um, turn into what the Padres team thinks is going to be a catalyst for job creation downtown, but also new industry, right? So the the core of the project is the office. It's 1.35 million square feet. And the goal is to attract um, really big biotech and tech companies to kind of build this cluster in East Village. Um, And that's a risky maneuver. We can talk about it a little bit if you want. But that's some of the background. And um, where we are today is the Padres won this. um, They were selected by a selection committee. They they earned 183 points out of 200, or maybe it's 181, something something like that, um, out of 200 points. uh, And so they beat Brookfield by a very, very narrow margin. Now they get to enter into an exclusive negotiating agreement with the city of San Diego. Um, That will go through um, the council process. So the council will have to approve that agreement. Then they'll have six months to negotiate the terms and figure out, is this going to be a land sale or is this going to be another ground lease? What do actual deal points look like? What is the financial benefit to the city? Because remember, the city has to sell this piece of property according to the state. And so the city does need to make money on this transaction. This is supposed to be, you know, in the interest of of, um, taxpayers. Yeah, and I understand the Padres are obviously a big part of San Diego, but I don't really think of them as developers. Is this a unique situation? It is not a unique situation. In fact, if you look at, you know, ball clubs um, all over the country, and in particular, if you look at Oracle Park up in San Francisco, so... Um, Tishman Spire, who is one of the partners with the Padres on this, 
they are actually doing up in San Francisco something called Mission Rock Neighborhood. They have a public-private partnership there. Um, and it's a much, much bigger endeavor, but the idea is to create this neighborhood right around Oracle Park up in San Francisco. So this is not atypical, um, but I think, and it's not even atypical for San Diego. I mean, Padres, um, you know, built, built Petco Park and we're a big part of the formation of what's called the Ballpark District. And that has really turned downtown into a place where, where people want to hang out, whereas before, you know, they want to hang out, they want to work there, they want to live there. East Village is still up and coming, but the Padres have, have definitely helped to change the the landscape of, of the overall um, downtown climate. And so the goal for them is to do it again, um, this time more, you know, further, a little further east, but to have that same catalytic effect, but as far as office um, and not just like nightlife and food and beverage and housing. Mm -hmm. And wasn't this the space where the Convadium was supposed to go when that was a discussion, I think like four years ago or so? Yes, <laughs> yes. This <laughs> actually, this plot of land has been looked at for a lot of different projects. It's it's never um, gone anywhere because again, the, the city owns it. They have this lease in place for parking with the Padres. So it's a very complicated piece of land. And it just so happens that now, the city is like, okay, we have to get rid of it. Um, and they've, they've gone through this bidding process and apparently only Brookfield um, and the Padres uh, team, which includes Tishman Spire and Ascendant Capital Partners, um, they were the only ones to return responsive um, uh, proposals to the, to the RFP solicitation. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is still kind of in its beginning phases, but at what point can the public expect to see renderings and start giving input? At what point in the process is that? Well, we have some renderings in our story. Um, so those are those are online and available now. So really what's going to happen next is this. So the city's selection committee, so the group that, that kind of vetted everything, they'll take their recommendation to um, first to city council committee, then to the full city council. Then, you know, with approval, the parties can start negotiating, right? So six months later, we should see a deal kind of come back before council, a transaction land sale in theory take place. Then I think um, the development team will probably hit the hit the ground running. So it, it is definitely um, years away. I, I believe the best case scenario, I think I put it in my story, I'm just double checking, um, would see them break ground in 2023. So we're still talking a ways out. And it, they did when I, so I talked to um, Eric Gripner, the president of the Padres, and I talked to um, some people with Tishman Spire and also Ascendant Capital. And the thinking is that they would do this in a phased approach so you wouldn't see everything come online all at once. Um, but so yeah, we are we are still years away from, from seeing everything, but, um, but it's kind of exciting um, if you're, you know, looking for, you know, some sort of, if you're looking for new industry to come downtown, because the big pitch is, can we bring, you know, these biotech firms, which are in San Diego anyways, they're clustered in Carlsbad um, and more so even around UCSD, but we don't have any, we don't have a biotech cluster downtown and we really don't have, you know, any consumer tech 
um, downtown as well. So kind of the risk here is whether or not, you know, these partners can bring together a tenant list um, to kind of elevate the perception of downtown and attract these companies and create this, this new cluster. Yeah, and it does seem like that downtown and East Village has been going through this rapid transformation over the past several years with a number of big projects. Like, for instance, what's going on at Horton Plaza and new skyscrapers going up. When reporting this story, uh, have you noticed any kind of change in tone when it came to developers? Because obviously the pandemic has changed all part of our lives, but at the same time, these projects take years to get off the ground. Has this changed kind of what we expected to happen so far? So it's hard for me to answer that question. So I took a couple of months off. I just had a baby and I, Congratulations. I just came back. Um, but here's what I can say on that topic. So before I left for my maternity leave, it was kind of right when everything was shutting down. Um, and I was talking to developers and the the tone was if they had their money, if they had their financing, if they had their millions in the bank, projects were going to get done because they had the money. There wasn't going to be any sort of slowdown as far as that. If they didn't have their approvals, if they didn't have their financing, then things could potentially be trickier. And I feel like we'll see some of that play out in the next year. However, downtown is this really interesting um really interesting place right now because of the big developments uh, that one in particular that you talked about the Horton Plaza uh, redo which is also kind of being redone for this office campus they have their financing they are you know they are not midway through construction but they are definitely doing construction it's a very active construction site um, and they are also now targeting biotech companies um, and because of that, because it's a pretty t- quick turnaround for that project, so um, two years or so, we should see more on that project. That and, and if they're successful in attracting biotech, that will have a ripple effect. And then there's also there's also Manchester Pacific Gateway, which has a very large office component, and um, there's a lot of interesting things to kind of come around that project I can't really get into right now, but that is definitely a story in the works. And so there's a lot happening as far as office and, and, and trying to go after this very niche area that, that hasn't historically come downtown. But if these developers can do it, then the thinking is, well, rising tides will you know raise all boats. And so they'll, there'll be this ripple effect. Um, as far as residential, you know, that's, that's still a tricky prop- proposition. I don't know what vacancy rates are. I should probably get, you know, ping Phil Molnar and get that. But Nice Village, you have so much new residential that I believe, you know, vacancy is relatively high. So that's that's a that's a different question that's trickier. But this project with the Padres, we're talking about 612 multifamily units. So it's not a huge, um, there's not a huge residential component there. It's primarily office and um, public amenities. Yeah, it is somewhat reassuring to hear that that momentum hasn't totally been lost because, you know, San Diego, it seemed like we were finally getting out of our kind of chrysalis, as it were. And it seems like if everything continues, we'll get to the point where people hoped that the city would be in a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, it's tricky. So East Village is such um, a new neighborhood in and of itself because it's, it's all new development. You know, it used to be all in, in industrial buildings and you're, we're still kind of in that transition so I can't say for sure that, you know, this COVID, um, the pandemic hasn't 
stagnated the transition of East Village, but the fact that the Padres um, ascending capital and Tishman Spire, you know, they're wanting to put basically $1.4 billion into this neighborhood is a good sign for East Village. Mm-hmm. All right, Jen Van Grove, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix. If you want to include the San Diego Union Tribune in your morning routine, check out our daily flash briefing. Every weekday morning, hear a quick summary of the day's top stories. Just search San Diego Union Tribune wherever you get your podcasts, including smart speakers. Until next time.